Broadcasting from the Third Coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to swim around your bloodstream. This Alabama here all week, Yeah, she came up um, Friday and um, left this morning. I know. I think I saw her her car parked out there when I went to work Friday. Mm-hmm. Have you seen what they're doing down here on the damn highway? <laughs> they got it down to one lane. And really, I don't know. I didn't know where it started. I've, it's if you'll look. Um, do you see it? What they're doing on the bridge over here? I heard they were working on an expansion joint. Yeah, it got. It was probably a month ago. I guess I was headed to work, like on. Friday night or whatever. I think it was right at the beginning of my my shift or my my tour, and uh, there was a city cop parked on the bridge in that left hand lane with his lights going. Got up next to it, and one of those connectors, those grates, mm-hmm. was sticking like a foot up in the air, oh, like uh, bent up. I'm like that would destroy somebody's car underneath it. I mean, it was a, a good piece of it sticking yeah. up. They're thick too, and I was like, well. Shit, you know, thank God somebody called the police to, to block off the lane. Holy smoke. So the next day, it was it was regular. They had the lane unblocked. It was flat, you know. By the end of the week, they had put up cones where it was standing up even, even taller. So I guess they're waiting on DOT to get out there and fix the damn thing. Infrastructure. Wow. Infrastructure, right. <laughs> Dang. Everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, and tonight I'm in here with the boys once again. Got Harpoon, got Jut. How y'all doing tonight? Oh, good. Okay. Good deal. Is that a disposable over there? Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Yeah. Still the measuring contest from China. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, penis, very good. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I can't do <laughs> You can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can <laughs> Tick 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 tick. Um, yeah, I, I just never seen a, I never seen one that big. Jug. You please put it away. Yeah. <laughs> back, put it back in my pocket. <laughs> Give me vape envy. Y'all been doing okay? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'll keep just, talking. You're talking about Miss Alabama being up, man. We yeah. started. Of course, I needed. I, I always need a little bit of organizational cleaning help. Mm. Yep. Pretty much wherever I am. I mean, I'm. You know. I got a lot of things moving, and and I need help. That kind of gets, you know, <laughs> it gets prioritized to the back of the bus, right? It, it does. It does get a lower prioritization, man. Than some things. It's your pay bills or clean. Yeah, uh. yeah. those dishes can wait, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, what you have us for. But it, <laughs> <laughs> I got this dishes so I can I can leave. Uh, but Miss Miss Alabama, she's she uh, she helped me to reorganize a room about like this size that I kind of closet we're sitting in. I kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. And, it, and that's what I'd been using it as is a closet, you know, and I had, uh, just stuff just in boxes and hung up and just all sorts of, you know, it, it was organized chaos and, in, in piles. And she said, Hey, look, you know, while I'm here on Saturday, if you trust me, man, I'll go back there and I'll I'll go get some clear bins and I'll go start kind of organizing, putting things in piles, and then 
when you get a chance Sunday or whatever, we'll go through, put a donate pile, throw, you know, whatever. When I got home Saturday, dude, when I got home Saturday night, man, there were big piles, like like boxes, like big storage bin boxes. A big totes. That, totes yeah. that started at the end of the hall, came all the way down the <laughs> hall, and around the the, front, the two-man couch right there. Oh, and I'm talking man. about it was like big piles. <laughs> I was like, cool, like, man. Like, like a foot high? Oh man, I'm talking about. Oh, it was. Uh, it was like. It was like this. Like like two and a half feet. Yeah, it was, it was over knee high. <laughs> Each pile. It was like I was. I was thinking to myself, how the hell did all that even fit in there, man? Some kind of Tetris game or something. The clown car. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's exactly right. <laughs> yep. I think I left my water in there. Ah, oh, fuck it. Those clothes were ready to go over the border. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, man. Jig, what's been going on with you, man? Anything good? Same. Same old. Same, same old. old. Yeah, you got the got the sixteen ounce paps in here tonight. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I hadn't had. Well, I've had had a couple of things go on, but yeah, it's just been. I dude, I was at. Uh, it was third no. Yeah, Thursday morning. At four thirty, I got a call, uh, from. And. <laughs> They call and I'm like, hello. And they're like, yeah. Um, is this girl? And she, she's one of these girls who talk in a little whispery, high pitched voice, you know? So she says it this way, it won't be as bad, mm. you know? And she's like, what, what we, this is so and so from this hospital. And what we have going on here, I've got a guy and we can't get the bleeding to stop. And he's a He's opies. And I was just wondering, like, how much do you need and when do you need it there? Spit it out. Because it's almost time for me to go home. <laughs> well, we were hoping to get 12 units of opies. I said, I'll bring you eight. Put your order. She didn't put the order in yet. If somebody was bleeding out in front of you, would you not be a call like, oh my God, please get this. No, or, or, or just. Put the order in and call to make sure I saw it. No, she wants to fuck around with her thumb up her pussy, talking, trying to decide what's wrong. Yeah, that was too much. No, I was just thinking <laughs> the grimace you had on your face, like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wham! It's just like the movement you made. I mean, she's like walking around with her, with her thumb up her pussy. You know, it's like got the hitchhiker hook. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> anyway. And so I'm like trying to box this stuff up and. I get a haul, do eighty all the way there. This guy supposedly bleeding out. I walk in like here's here's the, oh you can just set it over there. You can just set it over. See, this is the reason why I never get in a hurry for anybody anymore. Is they always call like it like it's an emergency. You get there, they're like, no, oh, just put it. Just, we'll get to it when we get to it. So that happened th- uh, Thursday morning. So I had to work over like twenty minutes because I sped the whole way. <laughs> If I'd have went regular speed, I'd have been there till seven o'clock. Um, and then uh, Thursday night, I got to work, and one of our other hospitals, who's down south of us, uh, they put in like a stat order for some screen units, which typically gets used for people who have sickle cell anemia. You know, it's very painful. Mm-hmm. They need blood transfusions because their blood gets low. 
but it's typically not like a life threatening deal. You know, they order it stats. So we get it there quicker because the person is in, in pain. Um, so they put the order in, never called to check on timetables. Usually kind of, a lot of times this hospital will order stuff stat, even though they're going to transfuse it three days from the time they get it. Okay. So you never know if it's something that's actually, it's like the boy, boy who cried wolf. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's you never know if it's a real emergency or we're just fucking around tonight. And they're still paying more to have it. Oh, hell free. yeah. Oh, especially those screen units. We have to go search for those and get, and with the cross, we have to, uh, um, what do they call it? Not cross map. They they have to um, confirm that that hospital network that has those that hospital down there. Mm-hmm. They will not confirm their own units. They want them to be confirmed by us before we send them. That way, if something goes sideways, they can say, "Oh, that was that was the blood service. That wasn't us." Mm-hmm. You know. So sometimes it might take a little while longer. They put this in early and. Uh, one of the girls from the lab I used to go deliver to, she called and she's like, Hey, we got those units. Do you want to get them tonight? I'm like, well, if we can get them tonight, I'll, I'll take them on, you know? All right. This was like at 1030 Thursday night. She's like, great. She's like, I'll, I'll head that. We're going to meet in, um, she's like, great. I'll head that way. Like, awesome. Hung up. I went and got the shit I needed to get together to go. When I was going out the door, they called back and said, Hey, we really need to wait till 1130 until we have somebody else here, which I've never understood because I'm a one-man crew. Why can't they be a one-man crew? You know what I mean? I don't understand. I, I get that feeling too, you know, I'm like, That's why just like do the way shit to, is. Man. I do this shit every night. Why do you need extra time? I'm like, okay, great, fine. You know, I had nothing going on. So about 1130, they called, hey, we're headed out the door. We'll see you in an hour. Fantastic. So I leave at, I signed out at 1135 when I was pulling out of the parking lot. I don't even, I get just past and their boss calls me I'm like, Hey, what's going on? She's like, well, the driver we were sending had an accident and we're, I, is he okay? You know, that's the first thing I asked, you know, I, driving up there, you never know what happened. She says, yeah, he's, he's fine. Um, but you're probably going to need to come on up here and get these. I'm like, are they at the center? Are they at the lab? Well, no, but he's got them. He's got them with him. I was like, all right, well, I've got no way to get in because I didn't bring my key because I was going to meet this guy. I don't have the key card to get in, in into the lab. Uh, okay. Well, we'll get it figured out. Just keep coming. All right. So then I get on <clears throat> the the new bypass between the interstate, the two interstates. And they call and they're like, Hey, how close are you? I'm about 30 minutes away. Well, they can't leave the crash site because the wrecker hadn't got there to get the van yet. So, you know, hopefully they'll be on their way back here, you know, to by the time you get them. All right. Awesome. Get there to the lab. There's nobody there. Nobody. Because the other person who, were there, who was supposed to originally meet me, she had to go pick up the guy who had the wreck. All right? You're right. So I call him. I'm like, how do I get in? I didn't bring a key. I wasn't supposed to be coming all the way up here. Uh, Hang on a second. So I wait about five minutes to call back. Could you go to the accident site and get them there? 
So now I've got to backtrack to to get these units. I finally get there, pull up, and the wrecker pulls in behind me. He was following me all the way. I guess he needed me to lead him to the crash site. I don't know. Wow. But the wrecker was like right behind. So they had been sitting there for over two hours waiting for the wrecker to show up. So I get out, get this. By this time, it's like one in the morning. I left at 11. Get out, get them, and drive all the way. I get back uh, to our place like at 345. And I called our assistant manager. Like, hey, do I need to take these tonight? And he's like, if they don't call for them, don't take them. He said, because they'll usually call if it's something they want to give right then. They'll say, hey, we need these tonight, you know. I'm like, all right. So I got back and put the box on the counter. Did the couple things I had to do. It was almost time for me to go home by this point, you know. Did a few things I had to do. And one of the new the new team lead came in, and she said, what's that? And I said, those need to go to, um, but said, don't worry about taking them unless they call. She goes, he knows we got to take all that stuff. Why didn't you take it? I said, I'm going home. Have a good one. Because she didn't know all the shit I had to go through to get those things back to the center. Okay? Wow. And so when he came in yesterday, I told him that. He's like, fuck that shit. He said, fuck it. I said, well, I'm gonna t- I said, I'll tell you this right now. I said, I, I, I haul ass all night up here to keep from having to call anybody my own call person in because shit, when I'm, when I'm off work, I want to sleep too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I said, but that's where they're going to be about it. I said, you better tell everybody to have their ringers on. I said, cause if they can't take something, I spent almost five hours getting back here the last hour. I said, I'll just call them for now on at night when I get in a bind instead of trying to call, instead of calling the hospital, trying to talk them off the ledge until I get stuff together. I said, I'll start ringing folks up at night. Yeah. I said, so if that's what they want to do and they don't want to answer their phone, I was reported on up the chain to the management that the on-call people aren't answering their phones. Cause that's like, that's a big time problem. If if you're on call, you don't answer your phone. You're talking about write-ups and stuff going on. It's no joke. You're, you're getting paid to sleep pretty much when you're on call. You know, and I call, I call some, I, last time I called somebody that was on call was before COVID. Damn. So it's, it's been like three and a half years. Three years. Yeah, you didn't got them spoiled. Yeah. Well, they're about to get unspoiled. <laughs> they're about to get their panties in a bunch. Because the minute I get slightly inconvenienced by another call, I'm just going to call them up, tell them to come do it. Mm. I said, they fired these people who live further than they're supposed to be. Mm. One guy, one who don't do shit, he lives in Okay? Damn. You know where that's at? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> right before you get to, yeah. it's, it's like it's an intersection in the, in the highway. Anyway, I, was, I, still, I was, these folks better be one of them. She lives like it, or I mean, she she's way on damn near. You know, these folks better get their phones ready. It's gonna be some long nights coming up. Dang. I mean, I'm just like, fuck it. If they don't want to help me, why should I be trying to help them? Yeah. Well, you need to make sure, man. They're aware of that. Oh, I let him know. If he don't want to tell them, they're gonna find out the hard way. That phone call comes in at two thirty. Hey, get up. You know. That that girl, or the, the woman who who's, who's like, why didn't you take it on? She's one of those. She's one of those down, way on down there. I hate to have to call her at three in the morning. She's got to be there at six anyway. Get her a little three extra hours. It's gonna be a long fucking day. That's a long day <laughs> that, that, that wasn't planned on. No, hope they <laughs> slept tight that night. 
because they, they're going to be there for a while. You know, I'm, I've, I've, I've done every, all I can to make life easier for those people. And it seems like they're never happy with what I do. So they're going to come in and help me for a little while. I'll have two people working it overnights now. It's going to be great. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's been, it's been fairly quiet and they started that bullshit and I'm like, all right, we're going to, we're going to fix y'all up. So what's been going on in the news this week? Oh, the big shakeups today at, among the big networks and the news. Uh, Don Lemon's been released from CNN. Like they're, they're big time guy. Tucker Carlson got released today. No longer with Fox. I, I just saw a headline. What, what, I mean, I don't even know if that was like real or not. Yeah, he's he's ousted. What? How's, how's that? I, I thought he was like the anchor. Man uh, he, he, he was their man, and he is no longer part of the company. He, um, we know about the whole Dominion lawsuit, right? Mm, the Dominion voting machines. Yeah, okay. Fox had to pay Dominion because they well, s- slandered them or something. That was a that was a twelfth hour deal. Yeah, the payoff. Yeah, Dominion's getting ready to. They, Fox was looking at some serious serious problems. Yeah, they, they, they were fixing they, to start having. They already had the jurors in there. Oh yeah, something. they were getting. They were they were going to court. Mm-hmm. At the last minute, Fox agreed to pay seven hundred and. Thirty-seven and a half million, almost a billion dollars. It's over three quarters, almost three quarters of a, over three quarters of a billion dollars. And uh, it was over eight hundred. Was no, I thought it was like seven thirty-seven. It was, it was over eight hundred dollars. Over know, eight hundred million. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Last I heard was like seven thirty-five and a half or seven thirty-seven and a half. It was something like that. So what are they saying, man? That Tucker Carlson was like the anchor man for all well, of that. He, he was of one time. of them that was kept talking shit. And that's the reason why they let him go. I don't know if that's the reason why they let him go or not, but it's you can kind of connect the dots, yeah. you know. But so shit, it was going to be seven hundred something, but Dominion's counters were off. <laughs> oh, shit! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> the door's right there. Get the fuck out! Wow. So uh, yeah, those those two dick weeds are gone. Uh, <laughs> Who was that? Don Lemon. He was like the anchor guy for CNN. Now what? Well, I don't know where that came out of. Okay. Yeah. Um. All the stuff with the uh, the restrict act they're trying to get passed mm. to ban TikTok. Um. I don't know if you've read through the bill. Uh-uh. It, it's it's it is a clusterfuck. What pretty much what they're trying to do is it's like the Patriot Act for the internet. Remember the Patriot Act of yeah. 9-11, they took all, all these rights away, yeah. you know, started started flag lists. If you checked out certain books from libraries, you got put on a list. Uh, if you were born outside the country, you got put on a no-fly list, this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, the Restrict Act's trying to do the same thing, only to the internet. They're going to make it where you have to have a login.gov uh, thing so the government can track everything you do on the internet. Is this really what we want to do? Don't they do that already? Yeah, they try. But it's pretty. They're going to make it official. Well, no, God, I hope not. Facebook official. They're going to make it. A, they're going to make it a federal crime to use a VPN. Okay. You know. Really? Yeah. I mean, this, this is a, people don't know this shit. This shit's going to get passed, and no one's going to fucking know. Oh, I believe, man, that that there's a lot of regulation coming. Yeah, and in that, you know, I, mean, I don't care for TikTok. I know a lot of folks love it. You, you you get a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. entertainment out of it. That's fine. It's, it's not my thing. You know, simply because I don't want the fucking Chinese in my phone. 
Right. And uh, and it's been proven. Like the, the fact that you know the U.S. TikTok isn't like other countries' TikTok. Right. That they they push and promote like junk food on TikTok to the U.S. But like in China and other countries, it's more like vegetables. Yeah. It's all it's all educational and 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 do it yourself type stuff. Learn how to do with the U.S. It's like you know twerking and. And people well, you, shooting each other. You can like the more the more videos of a certain um, thing you watch, the more they send you of that. You know, and you can you can like their channel or subscribe to their channel or whatever, and you have the option to to just watch the channels you're subscribed to or members of or whatever. However they do it. Um, so I mean, if you wanted to do if you wanted to watch like the how to videos or if you wanted to watch, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Well, I think what they're saying is that on the discover page mm-hmm. it's horseshit promoted it's like trash promoted yeah. more than yeah. the educational yeah. stuff yeah you gotta look for it if you want it you know you can look for it look for the garbage or look for the, the educational stuff the educational stuff see that's the problem that's what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> i mean if it's on there you just have to look for it but yeah you're right man they do it's all and i think but i think it's all geared toward uh younger you know the retards the majority of it yeah like the, like the younger <laughs> yeah, agree, like, yeah retards yeah the ones i hire yeah <laughs> It's, I, it, it's it's it to me, man. It is entertaining. Man, I know it to is. See some of the stupid shit. Man. <laughs> I do the same thing with Reddit, though. You know, yeah. I, in Reddit's I got uh, Tencent has got stake in Reddit. It's, it's the same shit. You know, it's a different platform. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, you can subscribe to certain Reddits, or you can just scroll popular and just eat up the trash. Yeah. We show a lot of trash on this show, so I really can't say a whole lot of shit. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> that beard's looking good, man. Dude, I tell you, man, we were we were having discussion about it this week. There's no discussions to be mad. You don't touch that shit. <laughs> Leave it alone. Break your fucking fingers. I'm gonna come to your house and steal all your razors. Yeah. Uh, there was something else I, I saw this week. I was gonna tell you. Um. Ah, oh shit. Who? Ah, uh, damn it. It was something else I heard this week. I was gonna tell y'all about. I had something to do with baseball. So I'm sure y'all are riveted. Uh, the edge of my seat over here. <laughs> Please remember. <laughs> I did see today, asshole. Uh, I did see today that the Dodgers signed a guy. They had signed. Damn. <laughs> he bought the whole seat, but he only needed the edge. Uh, yeah. Shit. Uh, the Dodgers signed a guy they had had on, on their roster before, and he got he had got diagnosed with schizophrenia. And so the Dodgers re-signed him so he would get um, the money, me- money for both people. No, we'll pay. <laughs> the, he would get the medical benefits for being in the players union. So it wouldn't cut off his benefits. So they signed him just to have him just to have him on the list. Uh, just to be able to have be able to keep his his union card and everything. So he'd have coverage. So that'll count as like an active player for the that form that they can't like they can only have like so many people on the on the list. They can right? have a, a forty man roster, but right. you can also have injured reserve. So they probably put him on the injured uh, reserve. Oh, of some in addition sort. to right. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, so that was good of them. Um, Shohei Otani, that Japanese dude who's, who's such a badass, plays for the for the Angels. It's having it's a killer year so far, hmm. pitching and hitting. When he's not pitching, he plays as a DH. So. Four days they get him hitting, and one day they get him pitching. You wow. know, and uh, 
uh, do you do you know how major league contracts work? Mm, right. Minorly. Um, let's say I get drafted. Mm-hmm. I get drafted by the Braves. All right. When the Braves draft me, for the first six years, I'm not allowed to go to another team unless the trades unless the Braves trade me. So for six my my first six years, in in organization i'm committed to that team unless they choose to trade me somewhere else that's just like a league-wide that's mm-hmm. the way that's, it, that's, that's, that's where their contracts are set up standard issue right um and so for the first six years either you know i'm working through the minors you know and they see how i develop mm-hmm. whatnot so for the first three years me and me and the team or me and me and my or the, the team and my representation can negotiate my contract the first okay. three years. The first three years, you know, it's. But ultimately, it's whatever the team wants to pay me. I have no recourse to say unless I want to sit out. Yeah. Which why would you do that? Right. Um, but after those first three years, the last three years of that six year, six year commitment, I get the uh, players get offered arbitration. Arbitration. So, and it's known league wide that you should never go into arbitration with your team. Because if you do, they're going to bring up every single thing that you've ever done wrong to the arbiter to try to get your contract low. So if I'm negotiating with the Braves, let's say they called me up after my second year, I had a breakout rookie year. I won rookie of the year, okay? My third year. My first first year in the actual league, I won rookie of the year. So year four, I start arbitration. I could say, and they they come say, "Hey, we're going to offer you eight hundred thousand dollars." I'm like, "Motherfucker, I just won the rookie of the year. And you're offering me eight hundred thousand? I spent on hundred eight hundred thousand dollars. It's got to be at least a meal, at least. Well, our salary cap's getting kind of high. We don't want to go into. You no, know, they have like luxury tax. If you go over the, you can go over the salary cap, but you have to pay luxury tax to the league. And I think that money gets distributed to smaller market teams who aren't doing that good." So teams don't really want to go into that because it can get pricey real quick. They're like, you know, we're we're not, we'll do eight fifty. I want a million. I want to be able to say I'm a millionaire. All right, let's go to arbitration. So you go to arbitration, and the team's like, look, yeah, he won rookie of the year. Hell, for twenty games, he didn't have a hit. You know, he he, he made this many errors. You know, plus we have some character issues. He's been posting on Instagram. With the big titty girls with the joint twinner tits, you know, I mean, do we really want this guy representing the Braves? This is the guy we want. Weed's illegal in Georgia. Should we have this guy on our team? Maybe we should just cut him. Maybe we should just trade him somewhere else. Send him back down to the minors. So it's always it's a, it's a known thing. Never go to arbitration because they're going to dig up everything they can to keep keep your contract low. Well, uh, this year is the last year of Shohei Otani's six-year commitment, the, the Japanese player that's so good. So during the off season, they were looking at arbitration because Shohei is they he'll probably be the best player to ever play baseball in America. Oh damn! They think he'll he'll be better than, than Babe Ruth. He'll be better than Ty Cobb, better than the greats. I mean, just the numbers he puts up. His first, his his second and third year, he had some rough spots, but man, he is he is smoking it now. So this past off season, to keep from going to arbitration. The Angels gave him a three a thirty million dollar one year contract for the last year of his of his commitment. Okay, but now this is it. 
After this year, he'll become a free agent. And there have been some people are speculating he could be the first billion dollar contract in the major leagues. What? So if they sign him to like a 15 or 20 year deal, if a team signs him pretty much for his entire career, it could be close to a billion dollars for, for like 15 years with this guy. That's, that's how good he is. Is anybody worth a billion dollars to a team? And there's, there's a lot of big teams. I mean, you got, uh, the Yankees, Mets, the Dodgers, um, Those are the ones with the big payrolls, the ones who can pretty much buy a championship if they want to. I would think, man, that if if this guy is like the greatest ever, that, you know, if there were a billion dollar um, offer made like that, you're basically not only buying the player, but you're buying the legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll always be known as a – Whatever, you know, whatever team you're buying that forever has always had the best player, this team, you know, so, um, you know, not only, man, you know, all the money you could make off of him, you know, showcasing him and bringing more money in for the team and, you know, the advertising and A to Z that goes with it. But, yeah, I would think, man, that something that big, they're buying something more than just the player, the wins or the money they can bring in. They're buying forever. Well, you're also buying another country. You're buying all the fans in Japan, which, I mean, baseball's huge in Japan. The Japanese leagues are are huge. So you're buying all those eyes. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about, talking about the baseball, the World Baseball Classic the other day. 98% of TVs in Japan were tuned into that final game where Japan was playing the U.S. Wow. So he, they're buying, like you said, not just the, the guy's performance, they're also buying his legacy, mm-hmm. and they're also buying an entire country of viewers. Wow. You know. Yeah. So a billion dollars may not be, you know, maybe over a lifetime, over 15 years. Yeah. You know, if you put it, if you look at it like that. It I mean, could be worth the price. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about the baseball market. but I think the biggest contract right now is $335 million over 10 years. So how does that compare with like other other sports and things like that? How's like LeBron paid or or I don't, other certain different leagues like like um what league is it? Certain I mean, LeBron's paid per fake injury. <laughs> no. I think every faked cramp gets he another has meal. To be. <laughs> <laughs> fucker's cashing in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it'll depend. It really depends on how things are structured. Uh, these these long contracts mm-hmm. in baseball have just become a real thing in the last probably three or four years. So if they did, just because I don't know very much about it, um, if they did sign a guy for fifteen years or so for a billion, just same numbers, um, and after say the third or fourth or fifth year all of a sudden man he just started just took a nosedive and all of a sudden you know so do they have the option of of dropping him back to the minors or any of that and once they sign loses? him once they sign him they can do anything they want they can send him back down to, to single a if you want to but that, they still have to pay him oh yeah you yeah you got your contract but they could also they, they could, could buy say, him out too they could they probably have a buyout clause yeah. there's probably a morality clause um they could trade him if another team wanted to pick up that contract. 
but see, you're kind of you're kind of tying yourself to a star here. Mm-hmm. It's a matter if it's going to fly or if it's going to crash, mm-hmm. you know. So, and he's already had Tommy John surgery once since he's been in in, in the states. Oh wow, that's the elbow, right? That's the elbow, right? So he's already had. I think he had that like his third year. That's when his pitching just mm-hmm. went downhill. He blew his blew his Tommy John ligament out or whatever it is. I wonder what the lifespan of a rebuild is. A lot of guys have it done two or three times and keep right on pitching. That's what put that's what took Nolan Ryan out finally when he was eighty and still pitching. You know, I mean, he pitched from what the seventies until I was a kid when I was coming up in the nineties. Was he the one man with the crazy knuckleball, or was that no Nolan Ryan had had that like a hundred mile per hour fastball? I guess it was Phil Necro. Phil Necro was a knuckleballer. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, they said he Nolan Ryan hurt his elbow. Uh, the trainer came out and wanted him to throw one more pitch, see if it still hurt. He he threw a fastball. I was like, yeah, it hurts. And the fastball was 98 miles an hour on, on a torn ligament. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yep. It's like, yep, that's, that's Nolan Run for sure. Um, I'm trying to, there was some, oh, Trevor Bauer. Back when we first started the show, we talked about the biggest contract ever for a pitcher. It was Trevor Bauer for the, for the Giants. Or not for the Giants, the Dodgers. They signed him. He just came off Cy Young win and everything. I didn't even bring this up on the show when it happened. Um, I guess it was year before last or last year one. Um, a woman came out with all these text messages, or came out and said Trevor Bauer had had tied her up and sexually assaulted her, and like the Dodgers cut him out. He got drugged through the mud, and he just kept stayed quiet. And got his lawyer. His lawyer came out. It's like, well, here's text messages of her asking him to do it. So, what are we going to do? It all came out that she made all this shit up. Nothing happened to her. He lost it all. Lost his contract. Lost his job. The whole deal. And he was totally innocent. So now, this year he decided to go to Japan. Join a team over there. Signed up, started pitching for a team in Japan, and they showed like his first. He, he does a blog now, or a vlog on you on uh, YouTube. Wow, Trevor Bauer. He shows like what he does every day to get ready to go to the game. You know how he works out. He uses like some app that he does like certain motions with his arm, and it lets him know how intense he should go pitching that day. I mean, he, he's he's got a whole system of how things. He's been showing like how he's getting used to baseball in Japan. He goes. Things just a little different here. Like you can't wear your inside shoes into the locker room, and then you can't wear like your locker room shoes to like the batting cage. He's like you have to change shoes. Everything they want to keep things so clean and, and you know everything's in its place. Um, I watched his first one the other day. It was really interesting. Him trying to get adjusted to living in Japan and playing in Japan and everything. Um, but I think probably the next year or two he'll be brought back to the majors. He'll sign with somebody else with a huge contract again. Wow. You know? I thought for sure you were fixing to tell me, man, that dude wound up suing him, and he's like got a billion dollars now. No, no, no. I mean, that's the we've we I've discussed this with other people. I think we've talked about it on here. When women falsely accuse men of something, yeah. they rarely ever face any consequences after the fact. Hmm. It's had they, they've cracked down on it more. Women claiming rape, and they get charged. They might get charged with like falsifying a police report or some shit. Not to mention dragging this guy's name through the mud. Wow. For the last however many years. There was some base, a football player out in Georgia. He was a high school player. Highly recruited. You know, everybody wanted him. And some girl he went to high school with said that he raped her. 
and he went to prison for like three years, and she finally came out and admitted that she made it all up. Damn. Well, now the dude, dude you know, he's been, sit, he's been sitting in a jail cell the last three years. Who's going to take a, a risk on him in the NFL? Who? Just think of where that dude is mentally, man. I mean, after three years in jail. He got out after training. He said, I've, I've got a date to make. So he's trying to get like either on a, on a college team to try to try to play again. I mean, he's he's 21, 22 now. You know? Wow. Well, good for him. He man. said, I, I burned too much time sitting in there. Yeah. So that's what's been going on with that. Oh, let's see here. Jet's favorite segment was the baseball segment. I can see it in his eyes. He was very, very happy. It's uh, <laughs> totally engaged. I thought I saw Jig reach back for his rosin bag. <laughs> <laughs> now he's telling the guy on second to steal. Uh, I can never remember where, I, where my save stuff is at. All right. I want to start by showing... This guy right here. His name is uh, Representative Jeff Jackson. He represents the 14th District of North Carolina. He's a Democrat, which, you know, we all have our faults. Slight like Republicans. Um, and he made this video. I saw this. It's pretty tight. Yeah. Okay? He made this video of the day just to his constituents, you know. you for a second. When he said this stuff, I almost stood up and cheered. I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm still brand new to Congress. I've only been there 100 days. And I don't know if I'm not supposed to say this out loud, but it's true and important. And if you don't know this, you need to. It's really clear from working there for just a few months that most of the really angry voices in Congress are totally faking it. These people who have built their brands around being perpetually outraged, it's an act. I've seen a bunch of examples. Here's one. I've been in committee meetings that are open to the press and committee meetings that are closed. The same people who act like maniacs during the open meetings are suddenly calm and rational during the closed ones. Why? Because there aren't any cameras in the closed meetings, so their incentives are different. What I've seen is that members of Congress are surrounded by negative incentives. There are rewards for bad behavior. You know what the big one is? Being able to reach you. The big thing that modern media and modern politicians have learned is that if they can keep you angry, they'll hold your attention. And they both want your attention. So if you're a politician and you show certain media outlets that you can help them keep their audience angry... They'll give you their audience. And because so many politicians are willing to play that game, now they're in competition with each other to see how fake angry they can be. So that's real bad. But here's something good. What I love about this, about communicating with you directly, is that the incentives are different. They can be positive. They can be about speaking to you with respect and real information and in a normal tone of voice. Because if I can talk to you directly, I don't have to yell. And if you don't have to yell to be heard the whole conversation changes. So going forward, when you hear some enraged member of Congress say something absurd, your first question shouldn't be, how can they possibly believe that? It should be, do we think they actually do? Because they probably don't. And for those who want to see politics look less like WWE, I will keep you posted. Wow. So he posted that last week, okay? This is what he posted today. No, okay. (laughs) 
I got something great to show you. Watch this. Let's take a look at Congressman Jeff Jackson. I don't like this guy. I don't like his approach at all. I'm actually going to call him Congressman Nobody. He really wants to be. What I wanted to point out was in that first video, he didn't name a single politician. He didn't. I had to look up, find out what party he belonged to. Okay. He didn't name a party. Didn't name a person. He just told the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Somebody, but I think he's a nobody. All right. So last week I told you that what I've seen as a new member of Congress is that the super angry voices in Congress are mostly faking it. That what they're really doing is acting angry as a way to audition to get onto certain news shows and that those shows are in the business of selling outrage to their audience. Didn't mention a name, didn't mention a party. Well, one of those shows decided to respond to my observation directly and in the process became a perfect example. Watch. The same people who act like maniacs during the open meetings are suddenly calm and rational during the closed ones. I don't think Matt Gates acts like a maniac in those committee hearings. The same goes for Marjorie Taylor Greene. These people, if you actually listen to them, are not maniacs. They're very, very smart. And there's a lot to be angry about, oh, by the way. Uh, oh, and here's Lauren Boebert. Is this a maniac? Okay, so look, here's what's happening. Now they're going into overdrive to defend themselves, but also to defend the particular politicians that this show relies on to sell you outrage like this. He's a mind reader, huh? He sees into the soul of everybody. Well, I've been around some of these members of Congress, the ones he's talking about, the ones who make a big splash on social media, and they're also in committee, and they're great people. And oh, by the way, very reasonable. You can actually do business with them, and they're not saying crazy things in these hearings. All right, last word from Congressman Nobody. What I love about this, about communicating with you directly, is that the incentives are different. They can be positive. They can be about speaking to you with respect and real information and in a normal tone of voice. Mm, okay, I'll say this respectfully. Uh, you're Congressman Nobody. You just said those people uh, don't believe in what they're saying. That's offensive to them and actually to me. These issues are real. And you're the good guy, right? Because you don't, I don't know, because you're boring on social media. All right. Congratulations. You made a splash today. Go back to obscurity. And uh, who knows? Maybe he's president of the United States someday. Am I going to have to eat these words? I don't think so. I'll be right back. I rest my case. The first thing the guy said, this makes me angry. You should be angry, too. Just pitching rage is all they're doing. Unlike here, which doesn't do the peace and love and, and street fights. <laughs> <laughs> the Hango Show. Peace, love, and street fights. That's what we believe in. All right. Um, Hugs and headlocks. They remove this. <laughs> no. As you can hear, they have the legendary Jim Ross doing commentary from wrestling, okay? There's a cat laying on a bed. We're looking at that. And you uh -huh. have Jim Ross doing play-by-play. -play. Uh -huh. What's going to happen? Undertaker from, from the grave, you think that's what it's going to be? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-oh. Uh, cat on top. Frog splash. <laughs> oh! <laughs> from the top rope. <laughs> Cat's like, get the fuck out under the bed. He's like, I'm done. That's like a six-foot jump off onto it, man. <laughs> this cat did a frog splash onto another cat on the bed. The editing was, was great. I love it. Uh, let's see here. What's this one? Oh. You seen this one, Judd? Yeah. You know the weird people at the gym? Yeah. 
<laughs> Are you the weird person at the gym? No, no you're not. not. I love seeing these things. Though. All right. Well, this guy apparently, this was on the uh, took too much subreddit. Usually people who are drunk or the my favorite one on there was the guy who smoked the toad venom. What? <laughs> you seen that one? Oh, Those poison dart frogs. And he, and he doing that and going to the gym? No, no, no. This dude just did it out in the jungle. Oh. He went down there to to do try some new psychedelics, and they milked, I guess, a poison poison dart frog to get the the venom out of it, and the dude smoked it. It didn't end well. He ended up laying on his back in a river, going, ah, and there's foam coming out of his fucking face. Mm. It's deadly. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's extremely why it's venomous. Venom. Yeah. So here's this dude, and he's getting ready. Got to film himself working out, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. What's the fuck? You excited? I know. I am, man. All right. So here we go. It had wiped his face with. Here's what I love the crazy people who have the makeshift clothing belt. It's like like a uh, a kidney belt, but he's also got string and duct tape around it to hold all all of his, all of his, 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 his little, his little. Things. It's the Jethro Bodine. <laughs> Does it, his T-shirt says Headbangers Ball, and the dude's probably <laughs> from 1998, and, and it's probably used to be his shirt. It was 88. It still is his shirt. He's wearing it. <laughs> I'm talking about it was like it was an 88 version. All right, so he's in front of, in front of his camera. He's getting all flexed up, centering himself. How much do you think he's going to try to lift? Let's take a bet. What's he, what's he going to do? What exercises he do? Okay, he's got some some dumbbells here. Uh huh. All right. So, how much do you think the dumbbells weigh? He picks up. Hey, he's, he's he's powering up. Look yeah, at him. He looks like he looks less than two hundred pounds. I'm going to say these dumbbells are forty pounds. Forty pound dumbbells. All right. Here we go. Nineties, harpoon. Wow. Dude's strong. Is he though? Oh, and oh. that's the rotator cuffs gone now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he doesn't really look like that big a guy, but I think it was pretty much his body weight he just yeah, picked up. Yeah, I was gonna say man, that's. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. I mean, you know, to get it up one time. I mean, it's not. He didn't get it up one time. He sat back with him up. He laid back with him and extended, and then just dropped him. I thought. What did he, did he do? Smelling salts before he started? No, it's one of those that... sanitation wipes you use oh, on the machines. Oh, he was wiping it on his. He's probably getting drunk off of it. Yeah, I was just trying to be positive for the guy, man. All right, we all we've all been in this situation before. You're sitting on the bed. Girl comes in in a nice dress. And then she pulls this little move right here where she reaches up underneath her skirt and pulls her panties down and, and hands them to you. Okay? <laughs> sniff them. <laughs> Dude took a big sniff, and it wasn't what he thought it was going to be, was it? <laughs> no good on that one? Let's see here. Which one is this one? 
Oh, yeah. Has Bucky got to the point where he's trained you to play with his toys? That's amazing right there. But nope. <laughs> this cat sitting on the back of a couch with a cat toy, shaking it in the guy's face, and when the guy reached for it, it pulled it away. You're like, nope, this, this is the game you want to play? That's Here funny. you go. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, man. I'd be, you know, smoke some, go play with your cat, and he's actually bringing out the toys and throwing them for you to go. <laughs> Since you like some nice uplifting news, here you go. These guys right here went to their local Home Depot. You know, they usually have the, like, the workers are standing out there for day jobs, you know, day laborers. These guys pull up and pick up three of the day laborers, take up to Disneyland for the day. Wow. Thank you for the support you give us. Let's go enjoy it and smile a bit today. So there they are on Splash Mountain, tearing shit up. Teacups. Got their Mickey ears on. It's the face of a child who's never had a toy. <laughs> All the roller coasters. <laughs> Dude's just hanging on. <laughs> That'd be me in the group, man. I'd be all blacked out. And then paid them all 200 bucks at the end of the day. Wow. You know. You know, you go there, you go to Home Depot in the morning thinking you're going to have to go put in a hard day of work and you end up playing at Disneyland all day and getting paid 200 bucks. Wow. You know, good times. That'd be kind of like the equivalent, though, man, of the, you know, hey, I got some candy over here in the van. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're going to Disneyland, huh, We're man? going to Disneyland, <laughs> dude. Y'all don't know me, but. Tijuana? Wait. <laughs> Uh, this is going to make Jut cry. Okay, here we have uh, a man in a brand new Bentley. And they're in the drive-thru at Jack in the Box. And they're trying to get around that curb. That damn curb, Jut. How do we get around a damn curb in a brand new Bentley? You going to go that, over that, that, it? You going to go? No, no. Let's, uh, let's, let's back up and try it again. And never mind them ground effects you're sitting on. No, no, not quite. Let's try it one more time. What's wrong, Jut? What's happening? Jut. It just hurts to watch so much. Oh, oh, there, there we There we go. Let's scrape them rims. Let's scrape them brand new rims. How much do you think a set of rims would cost for on a Bentley? Yeah. For a $20 bag of burgers. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all they can afford. They just bought a Bentley. <laughs> How much do you think a set of rims costs on a Bentley? I wouldn't even know. I don't even have a guess. I think a whole set, maybe ten grand. Oh, at least. Wow. At least. About 2500 a piece? I would think. Yeah. For a $20 not more. bag of burgers. Uh, let's see. Who else we got here? Oh, yeah. How about a cow on the roof? What the fuck? Cow is on the roof of his awning, oh. and it's slipping. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh! Ground beef. 
ground beef. Jut really ground beef. Holy smoke. A cow falls off a roof and Jut says, Whoop, ground beef. He just Motherfucker. Man. I hate you so much. Wow. That dude took like a, a solid eight foot fall. Yeah, on backwards. his back. Yeah. In, into cow shit. And just laid there for a second, man. Legs. <laughs> <With> up. You? <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't like a complete the cow rethought some things. <laughs> <laughs> on that short fall. Oh, let's see here. Uh, so this girl wants to know how uh, somebody in her family got pregnant. Oh, okay. And she's trying to figure it out, all right? How did what? Casey get pregnant. How did Casey get pregnant? Yeah. Because her and Tim wanted to have a baby. Huh? Her and Tim wanted to have a baby. Uh, oh. So she just did. So how? <laughs> how did she get a baby in her belly? I think she asked God. Is like, are you full of shit? <laughs> She's thinking about it. <laughs> damn kids killed me, man. You gotta be careful what you ask for. She's like, wait a minute. Now, I say this was specifically for Judd. Okay, mm-hmm. they went to a knockoff Disney uh, play because they can't use real characters because you know copyright and whatnot. This is some of the most ratchet-ass characters I've ever seen, but the, the, the winner is Olaf back in the back there. Olaf sitting back there, just burning a cig, living his life. <laughs> that cool, is, look at that. <laughs> Pocahontas put on a few, man. Leave her alone. Times are tough on the res. <laughs> that dude, he didn't give a shit. No. That that would be Judd if he got, got roped into something like that. I'm going to stand back here. I'm going to hit my vape, and I'm just going to relax. Just <laughs> Y'all have a good time. Uh, let's see here. No, I'd probably go back to cigarettes if I had to do that. <laughs> i got to be in front of people. I'm going to burn one. <laughs> probably be a joint at this point. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more to close the night here. we got a, a cat and a, a, a lab puppy. All right. Oh. Slap the shit out of him. And for good measure. <laughs> I don't think I had any of the other ones to see here. Oh, yes. This child. It's at a church Christmas thing or whatever. This young man here on the front, when he started the thing, he discovered he had free will. And he could really do whatever the fuck he wanted to. <laughs> and he's down in front of the church. Mama and daddy's in the pew. I'm up here now. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> he's going metal screamer. Oh, yeah. This guy figured out he had squirrels in his house. I think we've got squirrels. <laughs> yeah! So what you're hearing is acorns pouring out of the drywall. Holy smoke. That's like a wheelbarrow full. Wow. That's nuts. 
Yep. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows on the network. Also, please visit our sponsors like evils.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD with a promo code HANGO. Also, check out mydelta8.com. Reach out to us on all social medias at The Hango Show or email us at thehangoshow at gmail.com. Harpoon, Jut, love you guys. I love all y'all out there for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Have a great day. Love you all.